legends like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome, everybody, to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin. Harrison Fagan is on the injured list. He is starting the season on the injured list. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a guest, John Corrales, who hosts Locked on Celtics. And, John, I want to introduce you here so that it's not just, like, ghostly laughing here when I say what is going on with Harrison. He is uh, physically incapable of podcasting because every time he laughs when we podcast, he pulls his groin. I swear on, I, I swear, <laughs> I swear on on everything that, that that this is the case with our boy Harrison. <laughs> um, on purpose? No, he just you know he just gets very excited. He talks a lot louder in in this than he normally does, but still, like you think about it, like I, I I joked with him that Harrison talking louder and laughing occasionally is like Anthony Davis playing the five where he's just like perpetually day to day. You know, it's just, it's just, this is just where, it's where something that at. should happen. We all want it to happen, but yeah. when it does, it just becomes, a, you know, a physical disaster. It can, it can be, it can be. So uh, no shouts to Harrison. Hope you feel better. We'll, we'll talk to him in a few weeks, but like I said, John is host of locked on Celtics. Uh, the network that I, I came from somebody I've been, talking basketball with for almost a decade at this point. It's kind of insane. Uh, somebody, that long? <laughs> dude, I, when I left, I think it was like six years. It's been, you know, I, <laughs> we'd had a couple conversations before I, I don't then. I like these constant reminders of my age. We're All of old. my favorite music was, <laughs> you know, that classic rap where they always like announce the year. You know, like public enemy <laughs> at the beginning of fight the power 1989. I'm like, what? No, don't tell me. Here it is. <laughs> right? You know, this yeah. is how we do in 88. Like, no, yeah. no, no, it's like the I beginning don't. of every song. And you're just like, can we just skip Please. this? Can we make a remix so that we can oh, just, man. I just, if I could go back and edit out all my favorite songs just to yeah. eliminate the year references so uh -huh. I can feel better about myself. Yeah. I, I like it. I like the, I like the concept. So this is the latest edition in our series of uh, the our contender series, where we're going to be discussing the various teams that I think I think factor into the title discussion to varying degrees. I think the Boston Celtics are a very interesting team this year. They have a uh, an interesting makeup, and given everything that's going on in Brooklyn, um, you know, <laughs> that opens up a lot for a lot of these teams out there in the East. So I, I'm, I'm going to pick John's brain about that, and this is kind of where I wanted to start. Uh, be, because this is the obvious place to start. Dennis Schroeder, former Laker, current Celtic, saying a lot of the right things now that he had, I, is it even a slice? Like, is it, I think it's multiple actual pies of humble pie that he got this last off season um, going from, you know, turning down 80 plus million dollars uh, demanding a starting spot as soon as he got to the Lakers to now, saying, yeah, he's fine with coming off of the bench, doing whatever it takes to win and be a productive player. Uh, it's It feels like one of those things where the Lakers' loss could potentially be the Celtics' gain here. For at least a season, you know? Yeah. Like, it's I, I think to be real here, 
if everything goes the way both sides want it to go, he's only going to be here for a year. He said, yeah. in fact, I was at, I was at practice today and he, he was one of the guys speaking and he says, you know, I know I'm a starter. I'm a starter in this league, but for he's this not. team, whatever they need, <laughs> you know, that's, that's what he says. Uh, but I, I bring that up because he's also saying, but for this team, whatever coach wants, whatever the group wants, mm. that's what I'm going to do. So it's, it's pretty clear that he's only been, he's, he's only going to be here for a year. That's his goal. Uh, even if things go great, even if the, you know, one of the things that I wrote today was him and Al Horford have this, this chemistry that goes back to yeah, their Atlanta. Atlanta day. They're both really happy about that. Like Al mm -hmm. Horford is giddy that I he's think got Horford finished. called him, right? Like Ho no, Horford, Horford called, called him in free agency and Hor yeah. Horford's like going out of his way to be like, by the way, I called Dennis Schroeder and got him here. Like he's really like, he's really happy that Schroeder and in the first preseason game in, in limited time, we saw that they had that chemistry. They hit for an alley-oop. They, they connected on another pass. That was kind of an iffy charge call on Horford. So they, they do have chemistry together. And I think that's mm -hmm. going to be really important for the Celtics. But uh, I, I do think that it's, it's obvious that Schroeder is, is here for a year. He's going to do what the Celtics need him to do. And I think that's going to be good for the Celtics. My only question, and one of the questions that needs to be answered this season is, okay, he's fine with not starting, but is he going to be fine if he's not finishing? Because yeah. he kind of brought that up today as well. If he's not in the final five minutes, then is he going to, is he going to be a, a, any bit of a problem? Not just because he's competitive, but performing in the final five minutes is what gets you really paid. And if he's not yeah. out there able to hit game-winning shots or make game-winning passes or make a game-winning defensive play, that's, that's going to be something that, that hurts him when it comes to free agency. And that, that really is his priority. Who would start ahead of him in, in a normal lineup? Would it be smart? And then, yeah. and then who's your shooting be Marcus, guard there? Smart, smart, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown around the perimeter, looking like Horford and Robert Williams is my guess mm. for the rest of the starting lineup. And uh, Horford subbed out early, you know, four or five minutes in, coming mm -hmm. back with Schroeder as part yeah. of a second unit. So you probably take... Uh, Horford and Tatum out, keep Jalen on the floor, let him run with, with uh, maybe Wancho and whoever else you want to bring in. Mm -hmm. and then you bring Horford, Schroeder, Tatum, Josh Richardson off the bench. Mm -hmm. I, I still think like it depends on, on, on what steps forward Williams takes this year, but I could see a scenario here where Schroeder, Smart, Brown, Tatum, and Horford are, are the Celtics' best lineup. Like I could, I could see a scenario there. It depends on on what all Horford has in the tank, um, you know, and 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 how that looks or whatever. But there's at least a, a like I can understand why Schroeder is talking about those last five minutes because he at least has an outside shot at it. Like there's a scenario where it potentially sure. makes sense, and yeah. and I, I think that's enough. Like that's at least a carrot to keep him invested. Of course, there's so much with the Celtics. They, they, they really are one of the high variance teams in the NBA where their ultimate everything completely goes right scenario. They could be up there with, you know, as high as a third seed, I think. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to say that even with whatever, whatever happens in Brooklyn with Kyrie, 
KD and Harden, as long as they stay healthy, are enough with, with what they have around them. Their supporting yeah, cast is really for good. sure. Like Brooklyn is still the cream of the crop in the NBA right now. I'm going to give a lot of credit to Milwaukee as well, even though my guess is that Milwaukee starts slow just because they're going to slowly ramp up all the guys that were in Team USA and they're not going to put mm-hmm. too much on Giannis early. So there's 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 an outside shot that somebody in the East has uh, you know can get up to the two seed because milwaukee starts really slow not that they're really the second best team in the east but let's say a best case scenario for a team outside of those two maybe maybe you leapfrog milwaukee and milwaukee doesn't care because they 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 feel like they can win anywhere but austin's floor if schroeder becomes a little bit of a malcontent yeah sin doesn't doesn't really pan out if some of the young guys don't pan out if there's any sort of injury or anything like that, the Celtics could fall to sixth, seventh playing mm-hmm. tournament. Play-in. Like that, that's that's not out of the question either. I think it's going to fall somewhere in the middle. But yeah, the Celtics can be really good or or like kind of iffy. Yeah, I, I, I've in this series one of the things that I thought heading into it and has really been hammered home is there's a ton of variance with all of these teams. Like there's very you know, Brooklyn, like you said, is going to be is going to be really good, almost regardless of how things go with Kyrie Irving. Um, I and and by the way, you know, Woj kind of hinted in his last article that like Brooklyn might think about moving on, and what does that even look like? What do you get back for him? So depending on what they get back for Kyrie Irving, maybe Brooklyn becomes that much better just by having somebody that they know isn't going to miss half their games and almost all of their practices. Milwaukee's going to be all right. Um, and then you have, you know, in the West, you have, I think the Lakers are, are probably the most talented Western team, but then you have Phoenix and Utah and then Denver, depending on when Jamal Murray comes back, Golden State, however they look with, with clay, all of these teams though, because they're kind of jumbled together, that variance, you might be talking about a three game difference that sends you from the two seed down to like, you're talking about the six or seven seed. And and then even for like a, a five game difference could be or a seven game difference could be two seed dropping all the way down to a play in game. Right. <laughs> it's just it's, it's a wild season. It's it's it, it seems to me really exciting just all around because of that amount of unknown. Yeah, I think both conferences have that to a degree. Um, you know, the Lakers uh, look. The Lakers, their priority is is getting into the playoffs healthy. I don't mm-hmm. think they care that. It, the only thing the Lakers should care about is not playing an extra game. So if they fall to the sixth seed, I don't think they care so much. Six yeah. Lakers, sixth seed, fully healthy going into the playoffs is more dangerous than Lakers, top seed with nagging injuries, yeah. uh, in my opinion. By but, stretching themselves, yeah. Yeah, and so, but, but and, and, and things like that, that applies to, to for different reasons to Milwaukee, for sure, and, and to Brooklyn, and so their seeding is going to be super interesting. There, there is the potential for a team that no one expected to be a top seed in either conference grabbing that, like the mm-hmm. Suns. You know, mm-hmm. like so, so, and and what does that do? That what kind of confidence does that give somebody? What kind of um, what kind of home court does that give uh, some teams? Because you know, you've seen it. Let's just use the Celtics as an example since I'm talking here. Celtics in the garden playing a game seven against oh, yeah. Brooklyn or Milwaukee. You never know what guy's going to come off the bench 
and have like a Kelly Olympic game against the Washington right. Wizards, you know, a few years back and be like, wait, that dude beat us. But you're, <laughs> yes, yeah. you happen to be at home and Aaron Neesmith hits five threes in a row. And you're right. like, whoa, what was that? So, or you're so- at home and Giannis makes 17 of 19 free throws <laughs> in a finals game. Right. So there's, there is a lot, this is going to be a really, really interesting season. There, there, there's a lot that could happen that we're going to, when we do the post-mortem on it, we'll be like, wow, I didn't expect that at all. Yeah. I, it's a running joke at this point now with, with not just Lakers Twitter, but various other kind of fan bases that might figure into the title conversation that do you actually want home court advantage against Brooklyn considering Kyrie might not get vaccinated and he won't be available for a, for a game seven. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Just like Kyrie, just, man, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> right. Hey, man, you just got to do your homework. That's all I'm saying. Uh, how do you feel about the Lakers? Like you, you, you mentioned them in passing. You host Locked on NBA. Yeah. So you do have a broader focus on the league in general. Um, how do you feel about the Lakers? And, and, and not even that we can get to their, the way that they match up with the Celtics in, in case, you know, they do meet up in some big game or, or, or you know, heaven forbid, a, a final series. When you're looking at the Lakers and, and, and when you talk to people uh, around the league, like how do, how do, how do, what's the perception of, of where the Lakers are at? I mean, the Lakers have the names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a matter of how they fit. It, it really is. You, you you have as many questions as as any team in the league yeah. and and when i hear anthony davis kind of sort of saying that he's willing to play center again like for the however many time that he said it <laughs> from a lakers perspective i would be super encouraged and i think that it needs to be stressed to him that yeah. you need to play the five with Russell Westbrook on the team. Yeah. If you play, if you, it comes down to this for me with the Lakers, if they do what they've done over the past couple of seasons and play, you know, Dwight Howard next to um, next, next to Anthony Davis, then, then you've basically neutralized Russell Westbrook and you're screwed. You you need, I I go back. I've used this, this example on the, you know, everybody's used this example. You go back to the Houston days when they traded Clint Capella to clear space for Westbrook. And all of a sudden, boom, Westbrook starts really going off because he's got that, that lane to the rim. That's the only way that Westbrook's going to be effective. There are still questions about, you know, what happens when he takes an ill-advised shot down the stretch? What happens if LeBron is holding the ball a little too much and Westbrook's not, not getting as many touches as he's used to? There are, there are those little chemistry things that, that may or may not work themselves out. But to me, the, for the Lakers to actually reach whatever their full potential is. You have to have Davis spacing the floor at the five so Westbrook can do what Westbrook does. Really, Westbrook, everything hinges on Westbrook being Westbrook, being that, like, triple-double Westbrook, the real good, the good triple-double Westbrook. Uh, I think that getting him was a, a little acknowledgement that LeBron is getting old, and, you know, as as much as... People want to, you know, say he's defying, you know, time that he is, but it's still, he is still getting older and he can't do everything that he used to do. He can do a lot of it, but they need to get the ball out of his hands some so we can rest during the season 
a little bit more than he has. If this works with Westbrook and Davis plays the five, then everything else kind of snaps into place. You have some decent players that can that can carry loads and 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 fill in you know certain roles. If if you if he's not willing to do that, or if he does that and like we were joking before, he gets hurt, then then forget it. Because if you have to play Dwight, if you have to play DeAndre, then you're you're in trouble. You you got to play small. Either either Davis at the five or play small with Westbrook out there. Yeah, it, it, you mentioned the Lakers' age. Literally, as we're recording this right now, uh, Lakers PR just sent out a Trevor Reza medical update. Quote: The Lakers forward Trevor Reza had an arthroscopic uh, debridement procedure performed on his right ankle today. He is expected to make a full and complete recovery. Team doctors will will reevaluate Ariza in approximately eight weeks, and an update will provided at that time. It's funny they have downplayed this at every turn. Oh, he's fine; it's nothing to worry about. Is it? Oh, yeah, he's going to miss two months. So yeah. it's a good thing they they used uh, their fourteenth roster spot on a two way to save some luxury tax money and haven't brought in James Ennis. That's a great move. Uh, but yeah, like, but this is like it's perfect timing that you mention all this stuff. Because, it, like, I know there are some people who take issue with uh, factoring injuries into preseason analysis and, and then, you know, heading into the season type of analysis. And they say, you know, the, the, the comments is always, well, every team, if, if a certain player gets hurt, then obviously that reconfigures their math for every team. And, and it's like, well, yeah, but some teams have a little bit more injury concern than others the lakers here having an average age of people who uh flinch when they hear 1989 on a on a song like (laughs) that is something where injury concerns become a bigger part of the math as you're doing that arithmetic heading into a season and and i think here with with and 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 by the way like to to bring this back around to the russell westbrook conversation that we were having i think that's part of why they brought him in they I don't think the Lakers think they are getting 82 games out of LeBron. I don't even think they think they're getting 82 games out of AD. I think what they're thinking here is, all right, if we can get 30 games over the course of the season, maybe 40 games over the course of the season, where all three of those guys are healthy so that they can get enough reps so they can throw that 98 mile an hour fastball when it comes time to throw it in the postseason, then however we have to get there, that's what we're going to do. And I think for, for AD, that requires playing a little bit more four. He thinks that it requires playing a little bit more four. I, I, I don't really agree with the premise. Uh, for, for LeBron James, it requires either taking games off for rest or while he's on the court there, uh, you, you let him set screens for Russell Westbrook so that Westbrook can go out there. For Russell Westbrook, who, all, by the way, doesn't exactly have a clean bill of health either over the last few years, that might mean hey, go out there and set a screen occasionally for LeBron. So LeBron can, the game can be easier on both of you guys. And I think it's the kind of move, I just recorded a show earlier today with Chris um, Harrington, where he and I, the way that we kind of put it is, it raises the Lakers ceiling, trading for Russ does, but it also lowers your floor. Because if it doesn't work, if those guys don't really, if the math doesn't fit there, then you're kind of stuck because it's not like you can't play Russell Westbrook. You, that, that's not an option. Yeah. The, the, the Lakers, it, it's, it's like, you know, we, we look at it from in terms of gas in the tank, right? Each team has to 
drive a hundred miles. If you're gonna, if you're gonna win a title, you gotta, mm-hmm. you gotta get to that hundred miles. And some teams have more in the tank to start that drive than others, which means you can drive it a little hard and you're not worried about running out of gas. The Lakers can get to that hundred. Some teams don't have enough gas to get to that hundred, but yeah. the Lakers do, but you gotta, you gotta ride it a little bit. You gotta throw it in neutral downhill <laughs> to make sure you're saving gas. You know, yeah. sometimes like that's, that's where the Lakers are. It's stick it's, a shirt out the window. See if you can catch a, a, a right, wind behind you. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you know, you're driving in the right lane. Sometimes you're not passing a lot of people, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that type of stuff. So it, it does give you less margin for error. They, they have LeBron, you have Anthony Davis. That's enough to, to make you a contender. All right. The other guys, it's hard. I mean, I'm looking at their roster right now. What do we got? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys on this team that are 13-year players or more. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, that's more than half your roster. So it, it at this point, there's always going to be a higher risk, even for LeBron, who's been pretty impervious but starts to break down a little bit more often. You, you just don't want to go – you don't want to push too hard. So it really, everybody needs to get together and look at the names on this roster and everybody needs to like say, whatever we used to be, forget it. We got to, we got to band together and just look out for each other and not worry so much. Like I said before about the regular season, not worry about your numbers because everybody's made their money, not worry about your numbers because everybody's legacy is pretty much intact. The only thing that's going to impact anybody's legacy at this point is winning another ring or for some of these guys winning a ring. So do whatever you need to do. I'll, I'll go back to my Celtics, you know, in, in the example of Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, when they got together, mm-hmm. they got together at the right time. Ray Allen came in from Seattle at that point and, and was a 20 plus per game scorer. And he dropped his usage way down. Kevin Garnett dropped his usage way down. Paul Pierce dropped his usage way down. And they 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 changed who they were on the court in an effort to, to raise the collective and, and put themselves in position to win a title. Same thing has to happen with LA. If any of these guys goes off and, and, and is trying to be like, well, you look, I'm Carmelo Anthony and I'm going to do blah, blah. No, 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 no. Like you can't do that, Russell Westbrook. You can't do that, anybody. Just... Whatever we need to do to get through the regular season, yep. whatever seed we are, we are. And then we can now, when the playoffs come, we can turn it on. That's the, that's the only way it's going to happen. And if they do anything different or if anything breaks down along the way, then sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think I would add, I agree with all of that. I would just, again, add, like, you got to get the reps in. Like we saw this actually last yeah, year with, you're right. Absolutely. You, 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 like we, we saw it last year with AD where he would go to the five against Phoenix and the numbers weren't as do- like, it didn't look as dominant when he would go to the, it, there were stretches where it looked great, but then there were other stretches where other guys didn't really know where to be on the floor because they didn't do it all year. <laughs> so, so you, you got to find that balance there. And, and I think that's what the Lakers are, are hoping to be able to, to, to take care of here. Um, last thing for, we'll know a couple of things before we get out of here. One, how do you feel about the Lakers and Celtics? If they were to match up and uh, if the circumstances play out just perfectly, where those two teams uh, would would see each other in the finals, or 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 even in the two games that they're going to see each other this season. 
Yeah, I think it's a really interesting matchup. The Celtics basically will have to rely on youth speed to to try and and pick up the pace of the game. Uh, obviously, you got to figure out who guards whom, and you know the Tatum LeBron matchup would be would be fascinating. The you know who guards Anthony Davis? I assume it's going to be uh, Al Horford, and then you know the the Celtics. If everything goes the way they're hoping, it, they, they, if they throw out that starting lineup that I mentioned, Smart, Tatum, Brown, Horford, and Robert Williams, mm-hmm. if you throw Robert Williams out there, he can be an, a, a real problem for a lot of teams, even the Lakers. And, and, and I will say this, that if Robert Williams, like he, he, Robert Williams can be the most impactful player in the league in some, in some form, obviously I'm not saying like, not the best, he, if he's better than he was last year, and if he can score and defend and do all that stuff, he raises Boston ceiling to an, an incredible amount. Like mm-hmm. he, but if he's oh, I like, see what you're saying. Not, he's one of the bigger he, X factors in the C in, in the, that's, league. that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying <laughs> okay. to say it without like, like, you know, putting a quote <laughs> on the board, like, people think I'm, I'm comparing him to, right. He's, he can be super impactful. He's kind of like the X factor that if he's really good, if he raises his game, then watch out because he can, he can really pass. They can run an offense through him. He's a freak. You have to, you have to contend with him rolling to the rim. And I think that's going to be a weak spot. If you have Horford spacing the floor and Davis is kind of worried about him, Mm -hmm. then how do you guard the rim? With, with Robert Williams uh, in pick and rolls. And Smart can run the pick and roll really, really well. I think that mm-hmm. that could be a problematic matchup. So uh, I think the Celtics, the Celtics are going to hang their hat on defense this year. And they're going to be able to switch. They're going to be able to switch a lot. And, and when it comes to the Lakers specifically, you know, you got to keep LeBron out of the paint. And if the Celtics are able to switch effectively and deter LeBron from, from getting into the paint as much as he'd like, and turning him into a distributor, then they then they have a chance. I think this actually be a pretty good matchup for for both sides. And the talent, the top end talent, belongs to the Lakers in LeBron and AD. But Jason Tatum is is kind of right there uh, on on the come up. Yeah, and, depends and on trying yeah. To, you know he's trying to enter that MVP conversation. Jalen Brown, another X factor. Can he if he can raise his game to an all NBA level? Then, then the Celtics have have a one-two punch of their own. So I yeah. think it'd be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I, I'm actually not as worried about uh, Williams as I am the two wings. The Lakers aren't really built to contend against big wings. They have LeBron, and you can technically throw Anthony Davis on one of the wings, like and and and, and uh, see if he can use his length and and his own physicality to to contend against those guys. But then you say you're messing with the cross switches and you're messing with all the other things. So so, like, we saw it the last couple of years, really. Anytime the Lakers faced off against big, physical, offensively skilled wings, the Lakers have kind of struggled, just like every team, right? Like, sure, yeah. Kawhi I mean, Leonard, Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, LeBron James. You know, like, those guys. The best players in the league. The top 15 players in the league. You struggle yeah, like, with <laughs> Everybody struggles with them. But but the Lakers, I think, especially because – Especially now, you know, Trevor Reza, like they said, they're, they're going to reevaluate him in eight weeks. That doesn't mean they're going to get him back in eight weeks. And so, and, and by the way, like people who watched him closely last season would say like, you know, he's a little, 
long in the tooth, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> did you ever really expect, honestly, did the Lakers, I didn't Lakers expect him to ever really expect anything from Trevor Reza? I, I don't think I, I forgot he was on the team. No, I, I think it was, I think they expected like, you know, 15, 20, they have a lot of guys that they're just, they were going to plug and play 15, 20 minutes, 15, 20 yeah. minutes, 15, 20 minutes. And, and I think he was going to be one of those guys, but you know, now the math is kind of off because he was one of the Lakers, like three wing sized players. The other two being LeBron and Carmelo Anthony, like Ken Bazemore is a little small. Uh, Wayne Ellington is not a defender. So yeah, when you go up against Boston and they have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, that's where you worry a little bit about the matchup there. But then again, like you said, I, 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 you were, you were talking, I don't think you saw it, but when you said that Al Horford might guard uh, Anthony Davis, my face lit up because like, that's, that's a matchup that I feel pretty confident about. Sure. And that's, sure. But that's like, this is what's fun again. Like, you know, to get back to what we talked about it, you know, kind of on the top is that every team here has questions. Every team here has matchup concerns. There isn't a golden state warriors this year. There isn't, like Brooklyn is the closest thing to it, but they don't know if they're going to have Kyrie Irving for half right. of the season, you know? And, and even then, like, you know, can they defend enough to, to like who guards Anthony Davis in that lineup? Is it like, I Blake will Griffin? say it's you know, an like, underrated, it's an underrated loss for the Brooklyn Nets to lose Emi Odoka to the Celtics. That, that, that he too. was the guy that handled their, their defense. I was hoping defense. for him to go anywhere but Boston. Like, I'm yeah. so, <laughs> so um, annoyed. <laughs> Uh, that was that, that, that's a, you know, an underrated loss for, for the team. And and so they're going to have to try to keep up the same defensive principles that he tried to employ there, but you know, not without him there kind of connecting to these guys and preaching those habits and whoever they have handling the defense is it's just different. So I don't know how that's going to go. Their defense actually improved in in the playoffs. Part of it is because they played the Celtics and they only had Tatum and they were, they were kind of hurt, but um, yeah, I, I think Brooklyn in their defense is going to be a very interesting scenario there as well. So yeah, they're, you're right. They're, I think Brooklyn has the potential to go off and win 65 games, but, but it's not quite, it's not quite golden state-ish from, you know, no, there. No. Um, all right. Last thing before we get out of here, Pau Gasol re- retired earlier this week. Well, obviously Pau factored heavily in that, in that stretch where the Lakers and Celtics were good together at the same time sucks what's that it was a stretch it was like a three four year stretch it wasn't like a it wasn't like a decade like we saw in the 80s yeah yeah. it wasn't you know i mean that in regards to both of those teams though you know one team happened to make the finals a couple more times than the other and what's your question (laughs) (laughs) no do you have any like kind parting words for pagasol no (laughs) no yeah i do i do i do i do um it always annoyed me yeah. when he killed the Celtics. He's just an annoying guy to be good. It was yeah. just annoying watching him be good. Um, yeah, he was. A, he, he, I, he's, I, that's uh, it's honestly one of the nicer things, like nicest things that <laughs> can be said about him. Because I, I totally understand what you're saying. It's kind of like watching a junk ball pitcher, right? Yeah, Where, yeah. yeah. We're like a, a junk ball pitcher. It's just like like Adam Wainwright is pitching right now. One of the Negro the brothers, or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I'm I'm watching I'm watching Adam Wainwright, you know, hold the Dodgers to one run right now on a 92 mile an hour fastball, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the stupid mm-hmm. changeup and and sinker ball and all this stuff. And you're just sitting there like, 
how is this guy going toe to toe with Max Scherzer who throws the ball like eight yeah. additional miles per hour? So yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You look pow. I mean, pow is, you know, a killer. I mean, he, yeah, you, you, he, he worked next to Kobe for a reason, you know, and not everybody worked next to Kobe like he did, you know, yeah. like there's always, there's always a little, it was always a little tough for, for some guys. And you saw that in the relationships and how that, that worked out with, with some of the relationships that he had, but you know, it takes something special to be able to, to, to be the number two to a Kobe Bryant. And he did it, you know, extraordinarily well. He's, he's one of the best players ever. He's a hall of famer, you know, you, and yeah. especially when you factor in what he, you know, what he's done internationally, the stuff he's done for this, you know, the Spanish basketball program. Yeah. That's a program now that's, that's an elite international program. And that mm-hmm. he's a big part of it. Him and Mark are a big part of that. So um, I, I, you know, it, it, on his way out, I have to throw all of the allegiances and all that stuff uh, aside and, and respect, respect an adversary and say that uh, all of the accolades that he is getting now are, are very, very well deserved, even though it was annoyed watching that ostrich looking son of a just kill the Celtics in those 10 final. Oh, God. Can we stop? Can I stop I saying to- nice things about Pau Gasol now? Because- <laughs> it's like, I want to tell everybody because this is not on a video medium right now. It like physically pained John to say all that stuff. people aren't seeing me do this i'm good (laughs) all right well thank you very thank you very much john for hopping on (laughs) he's gonna throw something as soon as this is done like (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna walk Uh, off here starting swearing in greek that's how you know i'm really (laughs) that is john corrales he hosts locked on celtics locked on nba you can check check out his stuff at the boston sports journal he has a book out, uh, the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which you can find uh, everywhere that you find books. Thank you a ton, John, for hopping on, and, uh, and we'll catch up over the course of the season. You got it, man. Anytime. For you, anytime.